Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Human Behavior Show. And super stoked for this episode. I have Jackie here with me, who I'll go to. And just a reminder to all the listeners, love your feedback and um, love how it's going. These episodes we've been doing have been very impactful. And I'm just lucky to have all these amazing guests. And today is no different. And this podcast is live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please subscribe and um, do follow along. So yes, today we'll be focusing on branding, scaling business, and marketing media. And we have the conscious publicist, Jackie, who we'll be hearing from. And I'm super excited as I've dived deeper into the startup world. I know how important the marketing PR piece is of getting a company off the ground. And even personal branding, I brand myself as a digital doctor. And I've just been trying to learn a lot about how to brand myself. And I think this will be super useful for anyone who's looking into, you know, how to do the right marketing, how to get the right PR, and how to communicate when it comes to marketing. So this is going to be a super episode. So first of all, Jackie, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. You know, this is a very important topic. Uh, I've been in this space for years helping people grow their companies, and I've seen so many people do so many interesting things. So it's an honor to be here and really give you guys a bunch of gems of how to do it the right way, the authentic way, the genuine way to build your community. And Jackie, I think a lot of people will get a lot of value from this. So before we start, why you tell everyone why you call the conscious publicist as well as what your background is and what you're interested in? Yes, that's a great question. Thank you so much. So I call myself, well, I don't just call myself, I didn't give myself the name. I've been called the conscious publicist for the reason that I actually care about the person or the company that I'm putting into the media. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the media world these days where if, if you sell someone, you know, or you pitch someone these articles, they think that 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 feature is going to help them in some way. And then they don't hear from, you know, the publicist or the company or the marketing team that they thought was going to help them grow. So luckily, I've been able to actually help people with their companies, help them brand themselves first, because branding is very important. Good branding equals good marketing, good marketing. That means you're ready for the press. You're ready for the masses, because you have to think about this. Let's say we get into a top tier publication, right? Let's say hypothetically, we pitch you, you get into a high publication, right? then what is your call to action? And if someone from, let's say, a top tier publication comes back to your website or comes back to your social media and your presence and your branding doesn't look the par, well, you just lost a sale. You just lost a sale. So I, you know, the name conscious publicist really is, I really want to make sure people understand their why before they go into business, before they start a company, because a lot of times people start companies because their friend is making money or that person over there is making money and they go into different companies for the wrong reasons, run out of momentum, run out of ideas, and it's bad branding, bad marketing, and no press will help them. <laughs> Jackie, that's such a sad and a lot of people just think it's just about getting the PR, getting yourself noticed, but it's a lot more than that. And um, can you tell the listeners on 
how you got into this. How did you get interested in PR and marketing? And obviously it's so, so important. And you're, and you're right. We look at others and we're like, oh, we can do this as well without really consciously thinking things through. So why were you interested in all of this? And, and what were some of your successes? So I love this question. So I'm going to, I'm going to share with you guys. I'm going to be open and honest. So about four years ago when my mother passed away, I was at a really bad place in my life and I was listening to other podcasts and this, you know, my intuition, cause I'm, I'm super spiritual first and foremost, that little voice in my, in, in, you know, in my mind told me start a podcast and Elizabeth Gilbert says this really well. She says, you know, the first time you get inspired a few moments later, fear is going to follow. So my intuition said, start a podcast. And then my fear said, who's going to listen to you? So I didn't listen, luckily, to fear. I started a podcast, funny story. Um, I ordered a little recording device from Amazon. And at the time, I was living with my sister, had no money to my name, had a one-year-old child. Uh, my son's father actually abandoned us. So I was completely with you know, with nothing. And I would record my podcast in my sister's bathroom at the time. But the whole point is, energy. I'm a big energy person, which is another reason I'm the conscious publicist. I believe in your intention, your everything that you do from your heart and soul will show up in the world. It's really how I operate. And what started to happen was every time I would record a podcast, even though I only had 10 to 20 listeners, I'm going to be honest, I kept showing up. I kept showing up. And what wound up happening is in the first eight months, I pitched myself to Entrepreneur Magazine. From there, I was on a list. And here's where I noticed the importance of marketing, branding, and doing business the right way. Yes, I made that entrepreneur article. But then when people came back to me, all I had was the podcast. I didn't have services yet. And I realized I got all that momentum and nothing happened, right? And I realized, okay, so people saw me in Entrepreneur Magazine, now what? right? So then I had to learn marketing. And then I started branding other companies because they did see me an entrepreneur. People started coming to me. How did you brand yourself? How did you market? How did you do all these things? So I was like, wait a minute. So if I can do this for myself, now I can teach others. So I just started to learn these skills. And over time, I noticed that there was a big gap. People were trying to get into the press for all the wrong reasons. And nothing was happening for them after that. And I think it's very important that we start talking about these things. You know, you have to have your business ready for the masses before you go to the media. So that's how I got started. I got started with my own company, with seeing myself have momentum and no actual company behind me. So my momentum kind of went nowhere, even though it did bring clients in the beginning, I had to teach myself more skills to continue. Jackie, what an inspiring story. And thanks for being so vulnerable and explaining uh, the struggles you had as well and how you kind of shot up and then you realized the, I guess, the ROI wasn't as high as you thought until you you know thought about it more clearly. And I think that'd be super useful for the listeners that consistency really pays off. And Jackie has a successful podcast that Jackie, I'm hoping to come on pretty soon, hopefully. Um, and... I can really relate to that because I was doing a podcast and we hardly had any listeners. I don't think we had any listeners. I had all uh, PhDs and I don't say boring, but like doctors on. I am a doctor. And, but what it did do was I did 30 episodes and it trained me. So when Clubhouse launched, I, I felt like I was more of a refined speaker than I otherwise would have been because of the day in, day out practice. Every week I would do that podcast consistently. And then Clubhouse worked out for me and, and, you know, the club became the first club to half a million. 
And it's those steps, you're right, a consistency that does pay off in the in the future. So Jackie, really appreciate that. And Jackie, you come across as a very sweet person. I mean, I've been interacting with you and you're just so overall nice. And I think that warmth does definitely kind of, is, is really important when you, you're having relationships in terms of business, right? Can you tell um, the listeners on kind of how um, you kind of hone your communication skills um, and, and what can you advise startup founders? How should they be, be dropping cold emails or cold messages to people or, or just interacting with people? So I don't like cold emails. I don't like cold pitching. I don't like any of that, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) Um, So here's what really worked for me. And here's how podcasting helped me, you know, pitch to journalists now that I'm in media. It was genuine networking. I actually have a podcast episode on that, but I'll dive into it here. So everyone has a, a people that they follow on social media, favorite podcasts, favorite writers, favorite journalists. Everyone has someone that they look up to, someone they admire, right? Those are the people you want to make genuine relationships with. A lot of the times what people do nowadays is they contact someone and before they offer a friendship or before they offer value, they already want to sell something, right? So that is what a cold pitch or a cold email feels like when it's like, Um, I don't care about you. I care about what's in it for me. And that's not how you're going to form real relationships. You know, even you and I, you know, I took talking to you a few times, genuinely connecting with you. I didn't just jump and say, hey, can you do this for me or that for me? So I believe that if you build genuine relationships and friendships, that's going to pay off in the long run versus the cold pitching and, hey, can you do this for me or that for me without, well, what about the relationship? You know, what about the actual foundation of the relationship? Jackie, that's so interesting. It's something uh, you're right. Um, it's a lot more genuine. Something I'm learning because from the startup world, we learn a lot about being lean, right? What are the minimum steps needed to execute? And sometimes what that means is communication gets blurred and you're like, hey, blah, 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 catch their attention and then split out. And that really doesn't work. That really, really doesn't work. And And you're right. Um, that way of communicating that you've described is a lot more effective. Um, and I think it is an art and it's developed as well. But I mean, since we've connected, um, it's been brilliant and, you know, opportunities grow as you network with people and you partner with people. I think, um, it's something which helps us all grow and learn from each other as well. And I think you're a great example of that. So Jackie, you, you obviously, associate with entrepreneur magazine big publication you write for them as well um when a startup or a business is looking to scale what would your advice be what should they be thinking about in terms of pr and branding themselves can you give us a bit of a master class on on branding what is that (laughs) Yeah, this is actually the second time I'm doing it today, but I love doing this. You know, honestly, I someone asked me this question earlier today. They said, when do we know we're ready to go into the press? I said, you're ready to go to the press if your company is capable of scaling. If your company is not capable of scaling, why are you going to the press? Are you ready for that volume? And if so, what are you going to do with that volume? It's going to have a, you know, a cap to it, right? And it's beautiful timing because actually just yesterday, Mr. Grant Cardone, I'm sure we all know who he is, posted something very, very powerful. This is all basic math, what a lot of people don't know. 
for example, think about scaling like this in terms of subscription or your product or your service, right? It only takes 500 people to pay $167 for a year, a subscription to make a million dollars. That million dollars that you can make from a low ticket subscription can fund your business. And from that million, you have the funds to put back into your business in terms of marketing, in terms of press, in terms of everything else. So I would say you have to have a company that that has a plan, that has a five-year plan. You know, a lot of people do when they come to the media is they come to the media, they have this one offer, you come back. Yes, you may close a few deals, but then what? What's the next step in your business? Let's say, for example, someone's a coach, right? Okay, you have a coaching call with them. You may take them on for a month. What does someone do after that month is finished? What is your plan to keep your clients with you in your company long term? And that is what media loves. Media loves real stories. Media loves real impact and real companies that can grow and scale. And that's what you see with the likes of crunch base and you see uh, all these different kind of tech crunch and you see all these other companies um looking at and i was sorry i mentioned coinbase and as being one of these big companies that gets a lot of pr and it's all about the buzz it's about the nfts uh what's happening currently and, and i know tech works like that but really what are the results you're getting from that market are, are you ready for that marketing and you don't want pr too soon you're right when i was doing my startup i was like okay Right now, let's refine the app and the algorithm because if we get PR now and the app isn't working properly, then when people all download it en masse, they're not going to give it a second chance. Consumers can be very fickle at times. And if you get that first impression wrong, you don't have time to recover. And that's where you're absolutely right. And there's definitely a timing for that. So what would your advice be? How can someone get PR? What is What are the ways to catch media attention? Is it reaching out to people like yourself who are well-connected and experts at it, or are there other ways? Well, besides PR, I definitely help thought leaders brand and come up with marketing campaigns. You know, there's so much behind the scenes, email campaigns, um, you know, LinkedIn uh, marketing. I mean, there's so much behind the scenes that uh, companies and CEOs, you know, should definitely consider. But if you're someone who, you know, can't invest into a publicist who can do it for you, which is fine. Not everybody needs a publicist. I think publicists are for the bigger companies, which is I work with bigger companies. I think if you're someone who is just starting a brand or you have a product and you really want to pitch yourself, you know, like I said, do not cold pitch. You know, if you write a hundred emails and you copy and paste them and you just change the words in the beginning, guess what? Energy is everything. The journalist is going to feel that, is going to know that. And again, if you write an email and you're cold pitching, guess what you're doing? You're asking the journalist to write about you without getting to know them, without offering any value to them first. So for example, how I've gotten in touch with journalists is through LinkedIn. I maybe like a post. I go to their Instagram. I like a post. I become friendly with them over time. So they start seeing my name. And again, that's networking, right? So the more they see my name, the more they see that I'm on their Instagram. I'm on their LinkedIn. You know, I had one of, um, I'm not going to say who, but I had a really big, really big journalist from Forbes. <laughs> I won't say his name. Oh, wow. But- <laughs> 
I, I really, my hook to him was it was his wedding anniversary. And I saw that on Instagram. So if anyone's pitching, you want to get personal. And I actually said to him in the email, I said, happy wedding anniversary. I saw it was your anniversary. I personalized it and I showed him like, hey, I care about you. I actually knew it was your anniversary. You're a person on the other end of this email. So it's very important to be very authentic. And this is why you have to know what the journalists are writing about. A lot of times people just cold pitch. And cold pitching, it really doesn't get that much results, especially nowadays in the industry. I think that's something which we see some people encourage as well. And they're like, just reach out. But you're right. Authentic connection is, is much, much stronger. So Jackie, now thinking about, you know, we talked a lot about PR, um, more about marketing media. I know it's really vast and too vast to cover on this podcast alone, but just a bit of a taster. Um, how do you advise companies or people in terms of personal branding for people, individuals and for brands what social media platforms should they be using? Anything that's trendy or is this like a, we have product market fit. Should there be like a, a media market fit or a brand media fit? Is it something that suits every style? I think honestly, it depends on the market, right? So for example, it depends on who's your audience, right? Because before you market yourself, it's who are you marketing to? Like I'll give you an example. I was doing marketing and branding for an animal hospital. I'm not going to really put them on, let's say, Instagram, because believe it or not, you know, most of the time people who are taking uh, their animals to the vets might be a little bit older, right? And they're probably on Facebook. So we would run Facebook ads, not as many Instagram ads, right? So your target audience matters because you have to think about it like this. Okay, this is who I am targeting. How old are they? What is the age they're between? Where do they hang out? What social media platform do they hang out? Why do some people do really good on TikTok and others don't, right? Why do some people do really good on Instagram and others don't, right? You have to target your audience and then figure out where they're hanging out. What social media platform is best for you, especially entrepreneurs? You know, if, you, if you're a business coach, you want to be on LinkedIn. Why? Because everybody in business is on LinkedIn, right? I'm not going to go do TikTok. I mean, me personally, I'm not going to really do TikTok videos about business because I'm not really sure how many entrepreneurs or CEO, high level CEOs I'm going to see on TikTok, right? But I will find them on LinkedIn. So knowing your audience and where do they hang out is going to help you with your marketing strategy. That's really succinct and valuable. I think straight to the point. So for example, if I was, I'm actually going <laughs> to see Jackie at work here. Let's try and give a bit of a live example and kind of true as well. Um, so if you're launching a dating app, for example, how do you think around that? How do you think about the PR around that and the marketing around that? What channels would you think of using? Okay, so before we go into PR, you see you just did it backwards. I did, I did before indeed. We go into... <laughs> I'm not a pro before yet. Before we do it backwards, I always ask the client, what emotion do you want to invoke? That's always question number one. What is this dating app invoking? How is it different, right? Are you giving them hope? What are you giving them? Excitement, right? Like, for example, uh, there's an app called Raya. Most people get really excited. Why? Because it's high level, high earners, right? So you get excited because there's community, exclusive community there. So it's already invoking that exclusive emotion, right? Versus I can just sign up and it doesn't matter who I am. So the emotion's a little bit different. So you want to know what will subscribers or people signing up, what are they going to feel? 
and then figure out, okay, this is what I want them to feel, then create a marketing campaign around that, right? And that's really it. You have an emotion you want to invoke, you want signups, you want people, you need to figure out what, and this is emotional branding, by the way, which was created by, I'm going to butcher his name, Mark Gobe. Gobi, I think, M-A-R-C-G-O-B-E. Emotional branding was created years ago. And this is why you have to know the emotion you want to invoke to build that trust. And if you keep evoking that emotion over time consistently, that is exactly how your marketing is going to just pay for itself because it's the emotion over time. You know, for example, if you, if you drive somewhere and you see that I think it's a green mermaid from Starbucks. You automatically want coffee because over time you've seen that consistency of that mermaid over time. So consistency pays too, but you have to know what emotion you're invoking and then you can go into colors because there's psychology and color. And I mean, this is a big topic that I can just keep going on about, but definitely ask yourself, okay, I'm starting a dating app. What emotion am I giving these people? What kind of people do I want in this community to date and meet? You know, these are all the questions you have to ask yourself before going into market. That's actually super interesting. And thinking about it, um, there's so much to kind of think about and strategize. And I love the neurobiology and it's so much to do with human behavior, invoking emotions. What makes us click on something? What makes us choose one thing over another? And a lot of it is down to emotion, right? Oh, 100%. You know, it's something so simple. Yesterday, we were on a an ads call. And it's something so simple. People either like to be told what to do, or people have to feel a certain way to connect. You know, so there have been funnels that it's something so simple as click here, you know, could get someone's attention versus learn more. <laughs> Believe it or not. So people are really people well. of you know, emotion, because if you see click here, you're going to want to click here. If you see learn more, you may not want to learn more. So think about the emotion, even on the wordplay in in between those two, you know, um, um, (laughs) labels, let's say. So yeah, of course, we're, we're people of emotions and human psychology, like you said, and that's the important, that's, that's how good marketing works. You want to know how to play on people's emotions. I'm sorry, I said it. It's really the truth. It is the truth. And it's interesting what signals we give off. And you saw in this creator economy, you see certain uh, quote unquote influences. Some are a lot more effective than others. And sometimes it's, it's not due to things that you may think they might be. It's a lot about that emotional connection they can form with their audience. And that drives up engagement. Trust is a big part of it. Warmth is a big part of it. And when we present ourselves as such small signals we're giving off at each moment and can either make the audience be on your side, engage with you or put them off. So in this constant world of social media and being online, um, it's really important. And Jackie, I want to hear, what did you think when you hear of me as the digital doctor as, as a personal branding tip? Does it, does it, does it, does it describe health tech? Do you think of? I had a lot of questions. (laughs) I had a lot of questions. Um, I was like, does he have an app? Like, (laughs) just, you know, because that would make sense if you have an app and you're a digital doctor. I was like, you know, I had questions. Um, and I'd love to, if you want to connect after this and, you know, go over some strategies, I'd love to connect and help you. But, you know, digital doctor, I think it's a, it's very catchy. It's a catchy phrase, right? But then again, 
what what is behind the digital doctor you know what i mean like for example i can call myself the pink unicorn but if you turn around and you see i'm blue am i really the <laughs> pink unicorn you know what i mean so y- your the labels or or whatever brand you give yourself has to make sense it has to make sense and it has to be consistent throughout and that's the thing consistency builds trust over time and here's the thing if you don't trust yourself in your brand you're going to keep changing things around and when you keep changing things around and you can't trust yourself that's going to show up because your clients and your audience and your community is going to say this person's inconsistent right so consistency is everything trust yourself know yourself and the rest will follow and be authentic in the process okay that's made me think a lot of things and and i will reach out to you and for clarification guys i i'm a medical doctor <laughs> and my my kind of purpose digital doctor was um obviously being a medical doctor being interested so much in the tech industry in silicon valley and that all being digital i was like okay it's kind of you know alliteration dd and flows nicely like you said it's catchy and uh, i hoped i had a lot of people who thought does it mean i fix computers i'm a doctor for computers i'm a digital doctor but some people got it right when they saw seeing my content and they know i'm interested in health meets technology and how we can enhance human capabilities through that but um jackie on that point so you say consistency do you think consistency can get boring? Do you think not? I know a lot of us seek novelty, right? A lot of us want to try and spark controversy nowadays and, and some weird ways of people going viral when they do something which is so out of the blue. What's your take on that? Well, let's think about going viral for a second. You go viral, you have your five seconds of fame, and then you fall off 10 seconds later, right? Indeed. So you're not building a community. You're going viral, Right. So going viral, I mean, if that's someone's goal to go viral, great, go viral. But if you want to build community, yes, consistency is everything. Now, is it boring? Great question. Let me break this down for you. I think there's levels to your business as there's levels to people when they grow right? More wisdom, people change. Of course, I understand that. So there's levels to the business, but the ultimate why remains the same, right? Your why stays the same. Why are you in this company? Why did you start this brand? So it doesn't matter if in two years you tweak your colors or in two years you change your website or you change the the intro to your podcast. That doesn't matter. I'm not talking about consistency in those things. I'm talking about consistency in your actual intention for the reason you want to work with these people or you want to be part of this product you know that's the consistency that you are definitely aligned with what you're doing and this is what i see all the time with entrepreneurs you know someone will start a restaurant and then if it doesn't go good in a year or two they'll they'll close the restaurant oh that wasn't for me was it not for you or did you go into it thinking you could just make money and you went into it for the wrong reasons. And that's why I always tell people, before you start a company, I want you to have a five-year plan because if it doesn't go right the first year or two, are you going to give up? Because if you're going to give up, don't even bother starting because you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You have to always play the long game. Jackie, I've been enjoying this so much and this has been high octane, definitely match energies in this in this podcast. Um, but we are coming to the end. Um, I'm definitely going to be having you back for future episodes because there's so much more <laughs> we need to discuss and maybe help you, you know, get you to host as well. Um, so in terms of final advice for people, what would you say um, someone looking to build a personal brand should be doing? Um, I know you've described it throughout the episode, just as kind of a bit of a summary for everyone. 
what are the next steps? And then from that, I want you to talk a little bit about mindset. I know you said you're a very spiritual person and you keep, you seem a very optimistic person. What keeps you having that, your very positive outlook and mindset? Well, before I say that, I want you to know I manifested you also. <laughs> I've like, I on a friendship with you for a while, but organically. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> so I want to start there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I want to tell people, you know, just the same way I started or anytime I have a conversation with a potential client who then becomes a client, I want to ask this question. And I want you, whoever's listening, to ask yourself this question. I'm about to start this company. Why? Is there a problem I found that I can solve? Am I really passionate about this? And if I'm passionate about this, what happens if it goes wrong? You know, you have to map things out, right? You know, there's these, I think, um, you, we've seen them all on paper. Like, it's like a bubble and then it's like, yes, no. And if it's no, then it's the next thing. So you have to map these things out in your mind or or actually just draw them out or if not just in your mind. But you have to have a strategy, a life plan. And this is where I know you don't like the manifestation thing so much but this is true when you have a clear vision of your life a clear vision of your life and you start taking action to do it right you take action then no matter what happens right because I've had bad days I've had horrible days I've had days where I gave my landlord my last check this was like years ago I tell the story and I'll tell the story now my last two thousand dollars and I was so nauseous I was like what am I going to do now and I just kept going. And within a week, the next client showed up and I was like, see, because I'm still continuing to, to align myself and not accept failure, don't accept failure, by the way. And I just kept pushing because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't jump to the next best thing to earn a quick buck. I waited for my time, for my moment, because I was aligned with what I wanted to do, what I am doing. So I want to tell everyone, really ask yourself these hard questions. Why am I doing this? What am I solving? Who am I serving? Who is my audience? Who is my client? If that's my client, what do I do in this situation? What do I, you know, you have to be prepared for everything. For example, look at athletes or boxers. They train, right? Discipline is huge in mindset. If you can train your mind before you start a brand and get ready for the obstacles in front of you, you're going to do fine. Because a lot of times what I've seen is people start companies for just a quick buck. And when it goes wrong and they hit an obstacle, they stop, they give up because that person over there is making a quicker buck doing something else. So then they fold and go do the next thing. That's not a vision. That's not clarity. That's not mapping anything out. And that's actually going to hurt you in the long run because you're going to be going in circles. So that's really my take on it. True words have not ever been spoken, and especially in this day and age, we're all comparing and trying to look for the, the quick fix. And Jackie, I guess I have to read more on manifestation. I think it's more, I don't understand it myself. So that's why sometimes I stray away from it. But I think you've described it absolutely beautifully. I know a lot of people um definitely want to hear more about that as well um jackie this has been absolutely superb <laughs> i've loved doing this and we are at the end of the episode so i'd love you to tell everyone where can they f where can people follow you where can they find you and how can they reach out to you i think you could be valuable to so many brands so many people and um i would highly encourage everyone to use jackie's expertise 
Thank you so much for that. So you can follow me on Instagram, Jackie underscore Minsky, M-I-N-S-K-Y, and Jackie Minsky on Clubhouse, Jackie Minsky on LinkedIn, or just go to JackieMinsky.com. Um, that's pretty much where you can find me, connect with me. The easiest way to connect with me is through my Instagram. I do respond to people. So that would be the easiest way to connect with me. Thank you, Jackie. And a reminder, everyone, this is brought to you by the Human Behavior Show, live on Colin app. Um, so you can join us there, but it'll be live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please do subscribe. This has been High Octane, How I Like Doing the Episodes. Very valuable. We've had a wonderful guest, Jackie. So do follow her. Um, it's been great connecting. And absolutely, we'll get her back on a future episode of the Human Behavior Show. Thanks, everyone, for coming and listening. Jackie, it was a pleasure. <laughs> Look forward to connecting with you as soon as possible. Thank you so much. Maybe I'll be the first manifestation on Human Behavior Club. <laughs> Maybe we can make that happen. Let, let, let me let me say that here. Then. Think about that. Jackie can, can lead on manifestations. <laughs> Brilliant, Jackie. Um, thanks, everyone.